everything you see, everything that is around you gives you subconsciously messages. So when you go to sleep and the last image you see above your headboard is an image that doesn't reflect what you desire romantically or in life, then literally that is what you're going to get the next day. I am Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. So today I'm going to share a little bit how I got into feng shui and energy work, and then I'm going to give you a lot of practical things to do so you can go home and really change your life. So. Everything started for me when I was 15. I had a near-death experience. I was run over by a truck. They declared me dead. And they tried to revive me. And I actually went to the other side. And as I was on the other side, I was in the presence of beings of light. And they said to me, you have to go back. You are here to enlighten more than 500 million people. So I came back in my body a few days later. And I was like, what is that? Enlightening. I'm 15. I'm born in Belgium in a beautiful little village called Bruges. Ever heard of that? And I was like, what does that mean? It means like I'm here to make a difference. That's all I really got from it. Because the word enlightenment was not something that they teach you in a Catholic school. And so every morning I would start my day and say, universe, God, show me how. Show me how I'm here to enlighten more than 500 million people. Now I was already on a track of spirituality. Since I'm seven, I was meditating. I had a spiritual teacher. And I was quite a little bit upset that I had this accident. And I said to my teacher, but why did that happen? I've been a good girl. I've been meditating. I've been praying. And he said to me, Marie, you have bad feng shui. And I'm like, what is that? He said, well, your environment, your bedroom is really telling a different story. And I'm like, what does that mean? He said, well, do you like your bedroom? I said, oh, I hate it. I would go to bed as late as possible. I just didn't feel great there. I was afraid there. So every night I would read under my covers because I felt this bad energy. So I really definitely got my 30 books a month. Right? <laughs> but I really felt there was something else that I needed to do. So I started just visualizing and connecting. And he said, you know, it would be better if you change bedrooms, if you change the images around you, the colors. So that's exactly what I did. And from being a quite a lonely girl that was very much bullied at school to suddenly becoming very appreciated in school and having a lot of friends. And even after changing my feng shui, I had my first boyfriend. <laughs> right? Now, he was a hot guy of town. Now, nobody expected me to be with a guy with a red motorcycle and beautiful guy, right? 
And it was because I had changed my energy. So from that moment on, I always looked for what can I change in my environment. So I started actually drawing my own images because there were no posters about what I desired. So I started drawing everything. And every day I would ask, what can I do? Show me how. And so from there, I actually started that journey. And I thought at that moment when I was 18, what if I become a lawyer? And I start working for the United Nations or the government. I will reach more millions of people. So that's what I did. I became a lawyer. Now, after working for five years for the European government, I kind of figured out that was not my direction to go. So at 31, I started teaching about enlightenment and feng shui. But I started seeing that as I was teaching people meditation and changing their mind, that I was hitting a ceiling. And the ceiling was their environment. Because one of the things I've been starting to work in the last 15 years in the self-help. And I started attracting a lot of teachers that were the top in their field. And so each time I felt they were hitting a ceiling. Because the mind is not everything. The spirit is not everything. I'm going to go deeper into that with you later. So in 2002, I moved to the USA. Because I had put on my vision board, I already was doing vision boards, that I was going to move to the USA. And on my first vision board in America, I put a little yellow post-it note. And it said, I'm going to be in a movie seen by millions of people that will transform the world. Because I thought, like, I was living in San Francisco. I thought, like, you know, Hollywood is close by. Anything can happen, right? And then I bought myself a fake Oscar. And I put on it Marie Diamond and thought, like, oh, 2005, I need a few years. And I put it in my success direction, in my office. Now, we're going deeper into that, what that is. But I just didn't put my vision board there. I read my vision board every day. Every day, I would look at little Oscar and say, Oscar, I'm going to connect with you. Within a month, the first Oscar-winning client called me. Now, I have to tell you, their Oscar is a little bit heavier than mine. So since then, I have worked with more than 20 Oscar-winning clients. And so that was like, okay, the Oscars are coming. Great. But that movie, right? And then I was asked by Jack Canfield that I advised on feng shui and meditation. And he asked me to be part of the Transformation Leadership Council. That also Vision is part of. And I came into that beautiful space with all these very famous authors. And I was very shy. I'm like, I'm from Belgium. Nobody knows me here. I didn't was even a best-selling author at that time. But the third time we came together, just before that, I had a dream. And the dream was from a woman with half-blonde hair. And she said in my dream, I'm from Australia. I'm not going to do the accent. Pay attention when you meet me. So... I went to this meeting in Aspen, Colorado, and I'm sitting way in the back, quite shy, because all these very powerful, successful teachers, and there's one space left next to me. This woman comes in, and she says, Hi, I'm Rhonda from Australia. I'm here for a movie called The Secret. And I'm like, oh, I pay attention. <laughs> and she's like, What? You're so enthusiastic. 
have been asking others to be filmed, and they're like, not so happy about it because I just from Australia, a little movie called The Secret. I said, no, I'm in, I'm in. So that was my first TV interview ever. Now, that movie so far has reached more than 500 million people worldwide. Check. <laughs> Last year, beginning of the year, I thought like, you know what? I think I'm ready to be part of Mind Valley. So I put in my success direction a picture I had with Vision and I. And I put under it, I am ready to be an author for Mind Valley in 2018, to be speaking in AFIST, Mind Valley Reunion, Mind Valley University. And I put it in my success direction with a picture of vision. And every day I would go to my vision board and say, Vision, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Six weeks later, he calls me out of the blue. I didn't even know he had my cell phone number. And he said, Marie, I want to tell you, we are ready for you to do a course on feng shui. And I said, ah, okay. I said, Vishen, I have to tell you something. It's on my vision board since the beginning of the year. And said, well, we are ready for you. So how many of you have done feng shui for life or saw the masterclass? All right. So one of the things we really did in feng shui for life is that we are working with your personal birthday and to find your success direction. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into that. But this is just a few people that I've worked with from the uh, self-help teachers. These are some people that are from Hollywood, and I just want to quickly tell you the story of Steven Spielberg. So at a certain moment, I thought like, you know what, I only have one Oscar out. I'm missing out on everyone that has more Oscars. So I bought myself two more Oscars. <laughs> And I put them out in my success direction on the Tuesday morning. The Thursday, I get a phone call from someone who said, yeah, you know, a VIP client would like you to come and function their home. And they didn't want to tell me who it was. So they're like, you know, give me some hints, you know. So anyhow, I went up the week after and I come and do the home and the offices. And I come in the private bedroom of Stephen. Now his wife was with me, don't worry. And there I see three Oscars. I'm like, oh, now I understand. And I said, may I ask you, when did you decide to call me? Well, he said, well, last Tuesday afternoon, we were talking about you with some friends. And they said, it's time you get Marie Diamond in. I said, do you know about me already? Oh, we know about you for four years. But because I only had one Oscar out, the universe didn't bring that client to me. But the moment I put three Oscars out, the phone started ringing. Yeah? Okay, so let's go deeper in what this is all about. I talk about something called the three levels of the law of attraction. Now, how many of you have seen The Secret, read The Secret, watched The Secret? Put your hands up. Okay. Most people in The Secret talk about something I call human luck is how to change your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And most people think that 100% of the law of attraction is about how you think about something, how you feel about it in gratitude, and how you take action, because the word action is for sure in the word attraction. 
Now, I have learned from my feng shui grandmaster that there's three aspects to the law of attraction. The first one is how you connect in with your soul through prayer, through meditation, whatever your philosophical or religious background is. The moment you connect consciously with God and the universe and ask what you desire, there's 33% of chance that this will happen. Not 100%, 33.3%. Every one of you also got talents when you're born with. That's part of your heavenly luck. So one has a talent for singing, other for dancing, other for IT. So connecting with that talent is part of your heavenly luck. Your human luck, we already discussed, but it's only responsible for 33.3%. But the last part, that's what I want to talk to you about. It's about earth luck, your environment. So, so many times I've seen people that have the connection, they pray, they meditate, they have really great discipline and being positive with their thoughts, their feelings and their actions, and they're still hitting a ceiling. I remember when I came to the office of Jack Canfield, he was like, things were not moving forward anymore. Even if he is perhaps one of the most read and the most amazing teachers, the same with Bob Proctor, they were hitting a ceiling. And I started looking at their environment because your environment is responsible for 33.3%, one third of your good luck. You know how much Gamblers would give for that 33.3%, right? Of course, I have some professional poker players working with me, right? Because they want to add percentage to their good luck. So when I started understanding this and started teaching this to people, I saw huge shifts happening. Because your environment is like a three-dimensional vision board. How many of you have a vision board? Wow, amazing. But your home is also a vision board. So everything you see, everything that is around you, gives you subconsciously messages. So when you go to sleep and the last image you see above your headboard is an image that doesn't reflect what you desire, romantically or in life, then literally that is what you're going to get the next day. If you come into your home and you open the door and you see shoes on the ground, coats hanging, boxes, you actually create chaos. So I know some of you are like, ooh, I need to go home right now, right? <laughs> so whatever is there will actually affect you the moment you walk in. If you look at your office and you work on your office, and we're going to go a little deeper into that, whatever is there is giving you constantly 24 hours a day influence. So the three places that influence you the most are first of all, your living room. It influences your personal relationships, your family, your friends. Your bedroom influences your romantic relationship and your money. Because interesting enough, at night, you get ideas to create money the next day. Your office and workspace influences your money, success, and professional relationships. So I remember almost two years ago, I talked to Vision about this. This is his own story, right? And then after a while, he was like hitting a ceiling and said, 
I'm going to change my office based on what Marie was sharing. And at that time, he had seven months in a row that the company lost a substantial amount of money. So he changed his office, and the eight months, they made enough money for the rest of the seven months to be positive. And from that moment on, Mind Valley never went down. With some simple changes. You want to know which they are? Yes. Okay. First of all, space clearing. Your outer information. If you have a desk that looks like the one on the left side, how many of you could say yes? Be honest. Okay. Your brain waves will respond to that. So when you have chaos around you, you will be more likely to be in beta brainwaves. And beta brainwaves make sure you're less focused. You're like normally alert, but you're not really calm and inspired. If you look at the image to the right side, this is like totally organized. And then the moment you're in such an environment, you get into alpha brainwaves right away. So there's a shift that happens. That's why after a while, when everything is chaos, we can't work anymore. We stand up and we start organizing because we're feeling we're hitting like a wall. We can't move forward. So that's the first thing I will ask you to do when you go home, to at least let go of 10% of all the stuff that is around you. I know you think that's a lot, but it goes quick. So you can give some things away. You can let go of of some things, you just make sure it is organized. And the good thing and the good tip is, whatever you can't do right now, put it in a closet because if your conscious mind can't see it, it doesn't affect you. So that's easy to work with. Okay? The second one is what we call the poverty conscious. The poverty position. It's when your desk is facing a wall or you're facing the window. And so when you are sitting in such a way that your back is to the door, you immediately create beta brainwaves. So let's say these are the doors, right? I'm here speaking, and I would start speaking like this to you. You know, this is actually an amazing thing what we're doing right now. How would you feel? I wouldn't see you. When you don't see the incoming flow, your brain goes automatically in beta brainwaves. So this is the first step. And why is that? Because if you're sitting in front of a wall, you're actually hitting the wall with your consciousness. So how can people see you? How can people connect with you? If you're looking into a window, you can say it's a beautiful view, but you know, clients don't come through the window. I was recently speaking in London and I was doing the same presentation. And this woman went home. She changed her desk, this one little thing, and two weeks later, she was in a workshop of mine, and she said, Marie, I've been wanting and trying to get a new job for two years. Within three days, I had three offers. Because when you see the door, you see the opportunities. You see the possibilities coming to you. Think about the Queen of England or the President of the United States. They are sitting in such a way they can see the doors. Because immediately you are going into a wealth position. When you face the door, you create alpha brainwaves. You'll be calmer, more focused, and creative. 
But you can do that not just in your office. You can do that each time you have a meeting with someone. Make sure you're the first in the restaurant, the first in the conference room, and make sure you are always seeing the incoming energy. And if possible, you know, have a booth that everybody can see even the best energy. Because the conversation will be better, you will have an easier way to do business. So that alone is 10% of your good luck that changes. So one of the steps you need to do is start realigning your home. Because I know you have been working so hard to realigning your mind, yeah? To realigning your connection with your soul. But you know what? You're manifesting here in your home, in your office. The first marketplace is where you are. The first place of being in your highest self and your full potential is where you live, not somewhere out there. So many times I see these amazing teachers and workshops and you're so infused and so energized and you go home and you're, you're committed to change your life. And without knowing, within a few days, you slip away in that old situation because you haven't changed your home to adapt to what you are right now learning. And this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.